Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And thank you guys once again for joining the Nine Innings Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Kevin Thompson, founder and CEO of Nine Capital Group. Thank you guys for joining us. As I always say, subscribe to the channel. As I always say, go and get my book, Get My Beat CFP, live on Apple Books and Amazon. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at 9innings at 9icapgroup. Send us your questions, or you can go to the website at www.9innings.capitalgroup.com. Schedule an appointment. As you know, we're here to do what? Educate, empower, and engage. And today, we're here to educate you, empower you, and engage you on what to expect for 2023. Let's get it. So most of us watch TV, watch CNBC, watch Bloomberg, and we hear these pundits prognosticate about, oh, this is what's going to happen in the future. This is what's going to happen on this day. Buy this stock, sell this stock because of X, Y, and Z, right? Well, today on 90s, 90s Podcast, we're here to talk to you about what is likely to happen in 2023, what is with a high likelihood to happen in 2023 and we're going to start by talking about the u.s dollar and the reason why we're talking about the u.s dollar because there's a high likelihood of high likelihood that the u.s dollar will not remain at these elevated levels at it as it currently sits if most of you have followed currencies the dxy the dx the dollar index has been really really strong all year long due to the fact that we've had rising interest rates in our economy. So what does that mean? Well, the yen, historic lows. The renminbi, the offshore yuan, 7.2, over $7 on that from that standpoint. The euro was under parity. Sterling, pound, the pound sterling, the, the, it was almost at parity. Parity. My, my Texas, my Texan came out. But it's important to understand that the United States dollar has been the strongest currency on the planet, which has submitted itself as the world reserve currency, as it should. But what's important to understand is that what goes up must eventually come back down. And right now, with the United States being as strong as it is, because it was one of the first to come out of the pandemic and to remain strong in regards to uh, manufacturing, uh, employment, and productivity, most of the economies across the globe have not been such. China has continued to shut down with zero COVID policy, and we'll get to that here in a second. Japan remains in stagnation. The economy continues to get older. And people are overly saving, not a lot of consumption going on, but that's starting to change. So with that being said, it's important to understand that the United States economy is the strongest, henceforth the strong dollar. Now, in the first quarter, in the first half of the year in 2023, we expect that to continue. Maybe not at the elevated levels as it's currently sitting, but we expect that to continue. However, Later in the year, we do expect that to start to subside as inflation remains, uh, uh, inflation starts to come down and a dollar starts to weaken due to the fact 
of the expectation that interest rates will start to go the other direction. Maybe not next year, but in 2024. So we do expect the United States dollar to not only remain strong in the first half of the year, but to start to come down in latter stages. So that's the U.S. dollar. We do expect the Japanese yen, the euro, the pound sterling to strengthen against the U.S. dollar. Of course, the Chinese renminbi or the offshore yuan to, to continue to gain strength against the dollar during the year. Part two. Let's talk about the overall market. I do foresee that the market, as low as it's been this year, as hideous as it's been this year, will have a small to slight recovery. Don't expect the 20 to 25% returns. You may not even expect the overall uh, getting back to uh, where we started the year, but we do expect the year to be higher than we ended. Why is that? Because even though we may be in a, in a recessionary period because we do foresee a recession in the first half of the year in 2023, even though we may be in a recessionary period, it doesn't mean that that recession will be significant. We do feel like that recession will be short-lived and ultimately our productivity will win out. So if we want to go to part number two, we do foresee a recession in 2023. Absolutely. The depth of the reception, we do not see it to be very, very vast. Second part of that question, with markets, we do see a slight positive tinge to the market uh, for next year because there is some productivity in our current economy. There will be some higher unemployment numbers. There will be some, some job losses and there will be some quote unquote stagnation. You will heal that, not stagnation, but stagflation. You will hear that term more and more and more next year, stagflation. That's what you're going to hear next year in 2023. So now you have the rising dollar to basically come down or to be high for the majority of the year, but to come down in the later stages. We have markets hopefully getting a nice little kick from a lower dollar at the end of the year. We have stagflation in regards to higher unemployment and still high pesky inflation but we do see that inflation will come down over the latter stages of the year so let's talk about inflation the fed will continue to keep rates at a abnormal not abnormally high level but at a elevated level to combat inflation that's their number one goal right now outside of employment we know the fed has a dual mandate maximum employment price stability well right now maximum employment it's not their concern because there's two jobs per or there's 1.4 jobs per every person looking for a job. So therefore, not everybody can get a job. They're not worried about that. They're worried about combating inflation. And that's their main goal. So they will continue to keep rates at an elevated level for a long amount of time, possibly the first three quarters, possibly the entire year. What that basically means is that the Fed's not going to move until the market makes it move. And I'm not talking about the stock market. I'm talking about the overall economy. As long as the economy remains in a good position, they will choke this economy off as far and as fast as they possibly can to combat inflation. If those numbers start to come down dramatically, not just one-tenth or two-tenths, but significantly enough to where they can feel okay with 
lowering interest rates because we know what happened in the 70s. They lowered interest rates, but they had to raise them right again. They don't want to do that. So they will basically keep rates in a hawkish stance at a high level to combat inflation. So don't expect rates to be coming down in the first half of the year. Not going to happen. They may stay high for the entire year. They may come down in the fourth quarter. They may start hinting at a pause in regards to, well, they're going to hint at a pause as a rate hike here pretty shortly. But ultimately in 2023, expect rates to be at or near those levels and to possibly come down in 2023 at the, in the fourth quarter. But that will be a, a very, very low likelihood. So interest rates will remain high. We have stagflation possibly coming. There's definitely a recession coming. Unemployment's going to tick up. Uh, we do feel that the USD will eventually get to a, um, will not be as strong later in the year in 2023. Finally, let's talk about China. Of course, we know China's reopening. So what does that mean? Does that mean there's going to be a little bit more inflation? You're dang right that means a little bit more inflation. Absolutely. Because if once they get back online, they will start to consume. And once they start to consume, prices will again, to again begin to rise. When prices begin to rise, oil prices begin to rise in, in the consumption uh, commodity state space. Oil prices begin to rise. I'm not saying oil prices are going to go back to 130 or 120 or whatever that number was going to be. I do expect oil prices to be between somewhere between 60 and $90 throughout the year. Absent a global downturn in regards to a war or a significant downturn in regards to a significant risk or health risk. So, Expect oil prices between somewhere to be between somewhere between sixty and ninety dollars. I know that's a huge range there, but it's under it's good to understand because we know that the United States is doing what, refilling its reserves at around seventy to seventy-two dollars. They've already come out and said that we're going to be buyers of oil at this price at this range. So they're going to be continuing. They're going to continue continue to refill its its uh, resources uh, that they that they've basically pushed out to lower prices. So China's coming back online. Economic activity is going to come back online. Production is going to come back online. Consumption is going to come back online. Inflation may tick up. Our Fed will keep rates high to combat that inflation that's possibly out there. And um, 2023, in a nutshell, should be a positive one for the markets and or flat. There's not going to be a lot of growth out there. Not a lot of earnings, earnings, uh, uh, earnings growth. There's been, there's been a significant multiple compression this year, so therefore you do have an opportunity to get a little upside potential in the market. But I wouldn't expect a ten to fifteen percent rally in the stock market. No, no, no. It's gonna be steady as she goes. Thank you guys for joining the Nine Names podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Again, subscribe to the channel. Go to get my book. It might be the CFP live on Apple and Amazon. As you know, we're here to do what educate, empower, and engage. And today we talked about the outlook in 2023, what we expect to happen in 2023, what we're fully invested against in 2023. And hey, I'm looking forward to a wonderful year. Stay humble, stay safe. We'll see you next year. Big, big things coming down the pipeline.